Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse three, and and we're going to kind of go through this uh, a few verses at a time, kind of a couple different parts here. But it says in verse three, says for as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, not written with ink, but with the Spirit of the Living God, not in tables of stone but in fleshly tables of the heart. So, uh, um, I was, I have my Bible app, and they they give me a scripture of the day. And and this scripture was one of my scriptures of the day. I think it was on Monday was my scripture of the day. So, so I'm looking at this, and uh, and a couple things kind of clicked here. Um, I, I want to read just briefly that I want to read that verse to you out of the NIV because I think it'll make a, a little more sense to you here. Um, you show, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 says, You show that you are a letter from Christ because we know an epistle is a letter, right? The result of our ministry, not written with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets uh, on, of human hearts. And I really, uh, it, it kind of spoke to me this week. You are a letter from Christ. I want you to think about that for a second. You are a letter from Christ. You know, letters are something that has been kind of, uh, has become passe, so to speak. We don't write a lot of letters. People don't do a lot even through the mail anymore. But there was a day when a letter meant a lot. And as a matter of fact, even today, there's something special about getting a letter that someone has taken the time to sit down and write it out and send it to you. Letters are special. Something that is written, something that is tangible. And I, I remember growing up as a kid, I had a, a cousin who lived up around the Hamden. You guys know where Hamden is? It's not too far from here. But when you live all the way in Peebles, it took a little time to get there. Back before 32 was finished all the way through, I remember we would travel up through there, and then you would get to uh, Piketon, and then we'd go down the two lanes until you got up closer there, and then we'd go back, and it seemed like it took forever. Of course, I'm a kid, right? It always takes forever when you're a kid. It was an hour, hour and 20-minute trip, and I mean to tell you, now the trip home didn't take that long. But the trip there... That took forever, and I would ask my parents, hey, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Why don't you lay down and take a sleep, son? Take a nap, son? And you know, you know how it is. But that same cousin of mine, since we live so far away, we would write each other letters. And it would be stuff telling, hey, you know, I'm doing this at school. I might get a, a picture of him in his, uh, his baseball uniform he would throw into the letter. But we wrote each other uh, for a few years there. And, and it was really neat. I, w- I would love to go out to the mailbox and get this letter. Because I knew when I got this letter, it meant that there was someone out there who had thought of me and had thought of me enough to send me a letter of their thoughts, their feelings. You are a letter from Christ. 
I want to repeat that again. I'll probably repeat it a lot because I really want you uh, to get this into your heart. You are a letter from Christ. You are the epistle, the letter that he has written. It's through you that he's trying to communicate. What is it that we put in letters? So, as I sat down, I actually went online and, and, and I, I, I looked up. I'm like, what are letters for? You know, what, what do we put in letters? And it was really neat. They had several, several things written down. I didn't use a lot of them, but it, it, it was really cool. Why we use letters. One of the things that we do with letters is we use it to make our thoughts known. When we're thinking about something or have ideas, we have thoughts, we use letters, we write those down so that we can communicate with other people what's on our mind. If uh, I, I write you a letter, hey, I was just thinking about you today. I remembered, you know, hey, when we were, you know, we use letters to tell people what's on our heart. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I was, uh, when, when I was young, you know, like I say, letters were a big deal. And for me, I would sit down and he would send me a letter and he would tell me all the, Johnny, my cousin, he would send me a letter, tell me all the things that he was thinking about. I would send him a letter, tell him all the things that was going on that I was thinking about. But if we are a letter from Christ, what is it that Christ is wanting to speak into the hearts of those he's sending the letter to? Isn't that the big question? What are his thoughts towards us? What is it that he's thinking about you and I? There's a scripture, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says this, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He has thoughts toward you. Did you realize that? That right now, even as we sit here, as we're in this church service, He is thinking about you. See, a lot of people think that, that, that God is detached and, and all the things that happen in this world happen. Oh, God's indifferent to what's going on. But the fact of the matter is, is that He is thinking about you. We are a letter from Christ to tell the world that God is thinking about us. And He says to us, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. They are thoughts. Not of evil, not of evil, but of peace. There's thoughts of, of good to give you an expected end, to give you a good life, to, to give you a, an ending. And this morning, if we are a letter from Christ, the world ought to know that Jesus is thinking about them. Listen, if you're here this morning, I want you to know that God knows what's going on in your life right now. He knows where you're at. And He cares about what you're going through. He cares about what's happening. You're not alone. The things that no one else sees, the things that no one else knows, He knows. And you're on His mind. See, we also use letters when we express some kind of feeling. When, when I was in school, I guarantee you, you guys did this too. Was you ever in love in school? Uh, I can tell by laughing a few years of in love in school, right? And, and you would, you would uh, write that letter. You want to be my girlfriend? And then you would give them three options, right? <laughs> 
yes, no, and maybe. Because, you know, in, in, in my little mind, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, if I give them two options, yes or no, there's a good chance it's going to be no. But I'm going to put this maybe option in there. You know? Just put that, uh, put the maybe option just in case. Give them an out so they don't have to totally destroy me if they don't, instead of saying no, right? But, but how many times do we use, you know, letters? Well, we don't do it a lot anymore, right? But even maybe sometimes we send that text. It says, hey, I just want you to know. I still love you. Still thinking about you. Right? We communicate our feelings. John chapter 3, verse 1, it says this, Behold, what manner of love... The Father hath bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. This is John, and if you read uh, any of uh, the, the, the books of John that he writes, the, the epistles of John that he writes, he talks about love so much. And even when he writes his, his own gospel, we read the, the book of John, uh, John's gospel, he talks about himself, refers to as the disciple who Jesus loved. Yeah, isn't, isn't that interesting? Yeah, hey, yeah, Peter, he, he ran on and, and the disciple who Jesus loved went with him. But he was a guy who, who loved to talk about the love of Christ because, uh, because he knew and, and, and he understood the love of Christ. It was something that, that out of all the things that Jesus was doing, it spoke to his heart, the love of Christ. And he tells us, he says here, What manner of love hath the Father bestowed on us that he's called us sons of God? Now, ladies, you're included in this. I want you to know. It's not that it's not men only, but what he's talking about here is that he has made us a child of God and given us an inheritance with Christ. So let me throw this out. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed on us that he took dirt out of the ground, formed it into a body, breathed the breath of life into it, and in doing so created man, but made a decision after man had fallen and had destroyed him on his own self that he would send his son to die on a cross for you and I, that that son could save us from our sins, that we might be called children of God and joint heirs with Christ. How about that? That's love, isn't it? Amen. Jesus said, no greater love hath a man than he lay down his life for a friend. That's what he said. He told his disciples, he said, and you're my friends. But we also know that it wasn't just for the disciples that he laid down his life. And listen, in Jesus' letter that he wants to write for all of us to read, the letter that he is, the letter that we are, it's a letter that tells the world, I love you enough to die for you. In no uncertain terms, I love you. The letter, it helps us to remember. Now, I haven't gotten a lot of 
lot of letters, but um, I, I I know I know people who have gotten letters and, and have kept letters, and they would keep those letters in a shoebox, and and you you would go and you open up, and there's just all these letters, and and why do we keep letters? So we can remember. It's absolutely why. Letters help us to remember. There's something that, that brings us back. There's something that, that reminds us. And listen, if you and I are the letters from Christ, then we ought to be about bringing people back to remembrance. That there's a scripture that I, I really like. We actually preached on it a, maybe a month or so ago. Hebrews chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, We ought to give the more, more earnest heed to the things which we've heard, lest at any time we should let them slip or, or we should forget them. Right? It says, For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast. Right? Back in the Old Testament, you know, the prophets and the angels, they would come and they would say things. It says, If the words that were spoken by angels were steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. So uh, basically everything they said happened. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Which at first, now, now, now listen, I, I want you to understand that it wasn't just an angel who was speaking this. It was heralded by the angels, but it was the very Son of God who came to earth. Who died for us. And that's what, that's what the writer is saying. He's saying if, if all the things that, that were said, they were just spoken by angels. If all that stuff that happened back there was good and it never failed and it was steadfast. What does it mean when the Son of God himself comes and, and speaks and lives on this earth and tells you that he is the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. What does it mean when he says that I'm the door of the sheepfold. If anyone enters in any other way, they're the same as a thief and a robber. What does it mean when this man who is the Son of God says what he says? You can take it to the bank. It says, how shall, we ne- how shall we be saved if we neglect so great a salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord... And was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. So not only was it spoken of Christ, but there were people who bared witness. And then God went a step further. And those who were ministering, God showed himself through the power of the Holy Spirit in their life to confirm all these things. And if that's the case... How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? See, it's easy to go through this life, through this world, and just think that it's about day to day and the next thing I've got to do and the next thing I've got to do. But the key thing that you have to remember, the key thing that you need to remember is that there is a life to come. This isn't it. This isn't the end all be all. There is a life that happens after this life is over. There is an eternity that is coming. And you and I, as letters from Christ, need to remind people that Christ loved them, that he died for them, but put them in remembrance that there is salvation waiting for them. Don't forget because you've got so wrapped up in all the things that's going on in your life, so wrapped up in your routine and the busyness of life, that there is salvation waiting for you. There is a Christ who died... To save you. 
and is knocking at the door of your heart. So, I want to read a little further here. We got through one verse, right? I've got, I got uh, what, three more, so should be another hour or two we'll be out. <laughs> I'm just joking. But uh, the, the scripture goes on, and there, there's another, another piece in here. The, the, the part that I read is just when I went back and I read that scripture about us being letters of Christ, but that wasn't actually the part that was in my, my daily Bible reading thing, okay? Uh, it, it's, it's on down in here. Okay, And this is what kind of piqued my interest and brought me to this scripture. But verse 4, it says, And such trust have we that through Christ to Godward, not that we are, self, that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who hath made us able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. So, now, you've got to wait a second. There, there's something here that, that I, I want to, really want you to see here. And it's in this verse 6. It says, Who hath also made us able ministers. Another translation writes it, Hath made us competent ministers. To minister is, is to, to do service, right? To, uh, to uh, basically to, to, to give service to someone. So how many of you, and you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you feel like you are competent ministers of Christ? Don't raise your hands. Don't just. Okay. Now, I, you get, you're thinking right there. I got you thinking. Some, some of you are like, yeah, man, I know what I'm doing. Some of you are like, oh, I'm not a competent man. I don't know anything. I don't. Okay. And so I'm reading this scripture. And, and, and you, you got this part about us being the letter of Christ. And, and that all sounds good. Me up here preaching, you're like, yeah, okay, preacher, I buy that. And blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm me. I'm, I'm not the, I can't get out and say stuff. I'm not like you. I don't get up in front of people and talk. How am I going to be a letter for Christ? But, but that's why this part is really important. You have to understand that you are a letter from Christ. Whether If, if you're a believer, Christ is saved. You are a letter from Christ. You are. Period. You, you are. But you're also competent. You're also able. You're also capable. And I, I want you to realize this. And I want you to understand why you're capable. Because it says here... In verse 6, that who hath also made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. This is something that, that I actually I tell my kids often. Because they will obey me, what I say, you know, the thing that I said for them to do. So, you know, maybe maybe it'll be uh, hey, I don't want you eating your food in, in the living room. So they, they'll, and, and I'm just using this as an illustration. I don't know if they've ever actually done this. But they'll stand one foot in the, uh, in the dining room and, and, and do this thing and lean over and, and watch the TV and they'll, they'll eat. Technically, they're, they're not in the living room, you know. 
And if you've raised kids, you know how kids do. They want to follow the letter of what it is you're saying. The rules. Well, as long as I, they'll get you on a technicality every time. And I tell my kids, I said, listen, I don't want you to just follow the letter of the rule that I've told you, but I want you to follow the spirit of what it was I was telling you. Because you understand the reason I didn't want you in here is because I didn't want you to spill something on the carpet. It wasn't just about me having this rule to say, go into the other room just because I wanted to rule. I just don't want my carpet. And I know you spill stuff. I just don't want the carpet dirty. I want you to follow the spirit of it. I'm not worried about the letter of it. So often, we're Christians like my kids are obedient to me. We like to find it all on technicality, right? We're just like, ah, well, yeah. I'm a Christian. I go to church. You know, I, I do the things I'm supposed to do and, and all this. And that's, well, I don't do this and I don't do this. I'm a pretty good person. If you're a pretty good person, that's all it takes, right? And I'm getting to heaven because I'm good. It's not the letter. It's the Spirit. I'm an able and capable and competent minister of Christ, not because I know the Bible. If I'm a Christian, I ought to learn, I ought to read. I'm not saying that we don't do that. But that's not why I'm capable and able as a minister of Christ. It's because I know what He'd done in my life. If I have a choice, and I've got two people standing there, and I've got, I've got, I've got two guys, and I'm getting ready to do a big home improvement project. I'm getting ready to put a new roof on my house. Okay, I'm going to put a new roof, and I've got two people standing there. I can pick one to help me. I've got one who's done it before, who's been through it, and I've got one who's watched it on YouTube. Which one am I going to pick? The one who's been there, right? He's been through it. He understands it because he's lived it. And that's what I'm telling you today. You are a competent minister of Christ, not because you've read it in a book, not because you have a degree, but because you've lived it. You have felt what it means to have your sins forgiven. You know what it means to be covered by the blood. You know what it means when the Holy Spirit is speaking in your life. You understand it because you've lived it. And that makes you a competent minister. It makes you a competent minister. Of Christ because you've been there there's a, a group I, I old group way back that I, I, I was really like they they sang a song and it was called till you've been there and one of the lines is till you've been there Calvary is just another lonely rocky hill where someday somebody somewhere you know it, it's just it's just another place until you've been there until you know what it means to have your sins forgiven until you know where you were, the wreck that your life was in. Until you know what Christ has brought you from. Until you know the change that, that he made in your life. Until you've lived it. Until you've been through heartache and pain. And you felt the Spirit of God come in and lift you up. You found peace where there was no peace. You found strength when you had no place to have strength. Until you've been there, you just don't understand it. 
But today, if you know Christ, you are a competent minister, not because you understand the letter, not because you understand doctrine, not because you have a degree in theology, but because you've been there and you have experienced it in your heart. You are a letter from Christ, not just a letter, but a very good one. You are a letter from Christ. You know all you need to know about salvation because you've been saved. You know all you need to know about the help that Jesus, is, Jesus provides because you've been helped. And because of that, you're able to convey that to others. Not for one second do I want to, uh, you to think that I'm advocating, well, you never read your Bible, never. No, do that. That's important. But what I'm saying is so often we feel so inadequate because we feel like, we're, uh, you know, we're just not, uh, we, we, we don't have all this knowledge. But that's not what it takes to be capable. That's not what it takes to be a letter from Christ. It simply takes being there. I'll say this and I'll, I'll wrap up. There was a, it just kind of popped into my head. There was a, after Judas had, had killed himself, after uh, Christ's crucifixion, Judas takes his own life. And then after his ascension, they're like, well, we've got to, we got to pick us a new 12th disciple because there's supposed to be 12. That's what the scripture says. And, and they're there and they're, they're picking and they come up with a couple guys. And the guy they ended up choosing was a guy by the name of Matthias. He ends up taking Judas's spot, right? You read the book of Revelations, you know, you find that that there on the foundations of the city, it's going to have the names of the apostles on the foundations of the city. And there on one of the foundations, it's going to have the name Matthias on it. And you want to know what Matthias's qualification was? He was there. You read the scripture where they're picking him and, and this is what they say. He, he was there. There is no, we don't read any stories about how great Matthias was or that he did this or that he did that. But his name is on the foundation of heaven. You know why? Because he'd been there. He knew what he was talking about because he had seen it. He had walked with Christ. He had been there when he was healing. He hadn't done anything special himself. But he was there when it happened. And I'm telling you, being a competent minister of Christ... You need one qualification. You need to have been there. You need to have experienced it. And if you've experienced that in your life, you're qualified, capable, and confident to be a letter from Jesus. So I'll be standing. Get a song if we could. Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.